0: All right, good morning, everybody. If you're listening in the morning, good afternoon. If it's afternoon, good night, good evening, (laughs) if it's evening. But uh, for me, right now it's morning. First thing in the morning, before my kids are up, and I want to get this reading in and share it with you guys. So we're in Matthew. The Gospel according to Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to pick up in verse, in verse five. All right, we're we're actually continuing in the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus is talking to his disciples. There's multitudes. He's actually up on a mountain, preaching to his disciples with many. Uh, with the multitudes thereby listening in. So this word is directed for his disciples, people who are followers of Jesus, who've denied them, denied their own lives to take up their cross, excuse me, and to follow Jesus. Those are disciples. And then there's people on, on looking by who are intrigued, attracted to, desire to know more about, curious, whatever. They're all just seeking to be in Jesus' presence, to to learn of him, maybe to get healing. They, they maybe just want something from him. There's, there's also people that used to be onlookers that would just be there to persecute him and catch him in a lie and prove that he was a fake. Um, but either way, both of these parties are here listening to this just classic speech of Jesus. Verse five, also, When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray publicly, standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, so that they may be seen by men. I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, they already have their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your most private room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Verse 7, and when you pray, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. So do not be like them. Do not pray as they do, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. That means letting go of both the wrong and the resentment. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive others, their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, nurturing your hurt and anger with the result that it interferes with your relationship with God, then your father will not forgive your trespasses. I forgot to set an alarm. Hey, Siri, set my alarm for 18 minutes. 6 52 a.m she's great all right this next passage is captioned fasting the true treasure wealth mammon uh, verse 16 and whenever you are fasting do not look gloomy like the hypocrites for they put on a sad uh let me back up real quick we just we just read the lord's prayer which is within this great speech of jesus the lord's prayer is, is common to many um you can recite that verbatim there's value in that but there's more value in using that as a guideline it was more the purpose was the purpose of it was more of a guideline and without getting into a whole teaching about the lord's prayer it wasn't strictly just supposed to be repeated and and then that's your prayer for the day um Jesus even said prior to that, don't just use these vain, rep, empty repetitions. All right, if if we just say the Lord's prayer, "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name," then it becomes vain. But if we're if we use that as a guideline and expand on it, "Forgive us our debts, Lord." Today I messed up at work. I, I was cheating on the clock, and you know I should have been more diligent. Whatever, um, just go into it as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lord, I forgive um, my coworker who I know who was talking behind my back and it came to my attention and I'm just going to let it go because it's petty. Whatever, go go expound on it. That's just your guideline. Our Father in heaven, holy God, Lord, Jesus, the the King of kings, Lord of lords. That's just a part of worship. So you can expound on that and really um, make it natural. Let it flow and not be confined to those specific words. All right. Let me continue. And whenever, verse 16, And whenever you are fasting, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they put on a sad and dismal face, like actors discoloring their faces with ashes or dirt, so that their fasting may be seen by men. I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, they already have their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head as you normally would do, as you normally would to groom your hair and wash your face so that your fasting will not be noticed by people but by your father who is in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up do not store up for yourselves material treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, that on which your life centers will also be. All right? For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, spiritually perceptive, your whole body will be full of light, benefiting from God's precepts. But if your eye is bad, spiritually blind, your whole body will be full of darkness, devoid of God's precepts. So, if the very light inside you, your inner self, your heart, your conscience, is darkness, how great and terrible is that darkness? Exclamation point. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Mammon, which is money, possessions, fame, status, or whatever is valued more than the Lord. Ooh, this next caption is the cure for anxiety. Matthew 6 verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, stop being worried or anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, as to what you will wear. Is life not more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow seed, nor reap the harvest, nor gather the crops into barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they and who of you, by worrying, can add one hour to the length of his life? Real quick note, in a real quick side note, in Genesis, when God created creation, um, He made the, all the birds and the animals and the creepy things and the fish of the ocean. He made all those things first, and then He made man, and He said to have dominion over. All these creations over the birds of the sea, over the creatures of the land, the plants ha- have dominion over this world. So he made man. To have dominion over the world that he created. So and he also made man in his image. He did not make animals in his image. So, yes, man, mankind, mankind, humans are worth so much more than these birds. And he's saying that he he provides for these birds. They don't worry. They just go about their life. Likewise, he will provide for you. There's no need to worry. Verse 28. Let me go back to verse 27. And verse 26. Are you not worth much more than they? Verse 27. And who of you by worrying can add one hour to the length of his life? And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies... And wild flowers of the field grow, they do not labor, nor do they spin wool to make clothing. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory and splendor dressed himself like one of these. King Solomon, the richest man to the richest and most wise man to ever live, a son of King David, is who he's referring to. And he say, Not even King Solomon was clothed as naturally and beautifully as these lilies. Verse 30, But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive and green today, and and tomorrow is cut and thrown as fuel into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy, or distracted, saying, "What are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear?" For the pagan Gentiles eagerly—pagan meaning people with many who believe in many gods, a lot of Greeks from that time from that time frame—For the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, but they don't worry, for your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Verse thirty-three. But first and most importantly seek aim at aim at strive after God's kingdom and his righteousness his way of doing and being right the attitude and character of God seek these things and all these other things these material things will be given to you also Let me read that one more time it's a very very Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 very very popular Verse, And it's worth committing to memory because it's true. God's word is true. But first and most importantly, seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you also. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Chapter 7. This caption is, Judging Others. Verse 1. Do not judge and criticize and condemn others unfairly with an attitude of self-righteous superiority as though assuming the office of a judge so that you will not be judged unfairly. For just as you hypocritically judge others when you are sinful and unrepentant, So will you be judged and, and in accordance with your standard of measure used to pass out judgment, judgment will be measured to you. Why do you look at the insignificant speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice and acknowledge the egregious log that is in your own eye? I got to look that up. Maybe you know what it means. I don't. I'm sure it means some some form of significant log that is in your own eye. It means outstandingly bad, shockingly bad. Mind you, that word was in a, a bracket. I'm in the AMP Bible, and it gives you bracketed words that have more definitions around what the Greek and Hebrew original texts would have uh, explained or would have meant, really. Um so why do you look at the insignificant speck that is in your brother's eye but do not notice and acknowledge the egregious log or the shocking, shockingly bad log that is in your own eye or how can you say to your brother let me get the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye you hypocrite play actor you pretender first get the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Verse 6. Do not give that which is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, for they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. This next caption for for verse 7 is called Prayer and the Golden Rule. Number 7, verse 7. Ask and keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek, and keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock, and keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, and he who keeps on seeking finds, and to him who keeps on knocking, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you if his son asks for bread, will instead give him a stone, or if he, or if he asks for a fish, will instead give him a snake. If you then, evil and sinful by nature as you are, know how to give good and, adv- and advantageous gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven Perfect as he is, give what is good and advantageous to those who keep on asking him. Verse 12. So then, in everything, in everything, treat others the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the essence of the law and the writings of the prophets. The narrow and wide gates. Verse 13. Enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad and easy to travel is the path that leads to destruction and eternal loss. And, and there are many who enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow and difficult to travel is the path that leads the way to everlasting life and there are few who find it. Next next caption, a tree and its fruit. Verse 15. Beware of the false prophets, the false teachers, who come to you dressed as sheep, appearing gentle and innocent, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. That is by their contrived doctrine and self-focus. Um, they're more. They're more. they These individuals are more concerned with themselves than, than you. Um, they have a heart issue, so you'll know them by by their heart. Do people do people pick grapes from the? Excuse me. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so. Every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the unhealthy tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruit, you will recognize them as false prophets. Verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, this is Jesus still talking. This has been Jesus this whole time. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only the one, but only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day when I judge them, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and driven out demons in your name? And done many miracles in your name. And then, and then I will declare to them publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me. You are banished from my presence. You who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. That's a heavy verse right there. Because, well, a heavy couple of verses. Because the truth is that there's people who know him as God, may even call him Lord, but they're not actually actually following his commandments. They're not actually really in fellowship with Jesus at all. And they may have a vain or false um, relationship with the Lord. And on that day of judgment, he that's our, that's our time on on the day of judgment he's going to be like depart from me i never knew you and that's that's not what we want to hear on the day of judgment we want to hear well done good and faithful servant you know this is my beloved child in whom i'm well pleased enter in my kingdom that's what that's what we want to hear on judgment so just like just like we check the false teachers, we check their hearts and, and a tree is known by its fruit. A good tree will bear good fruit. We need to check our own hearts and make sure we're in a, a right standing relationship with the Lord. Um, Yeah, I'll leave it at that. All right, so we'll pick up next time with Matthew chapter 7 verse 24. We'll stop right here for today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for your word. Heaven and earth will pass, but your word will remain. And I just thank you for your eternal word that is as true today as it was when it was written, as it was when it was documented, Um, because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father God, help us to be I messed this up last time. Help us to be doers of the word and not just hearers. Um, the last thing we want is to, is to meet you on judgment day. And we do not want you to say to us, depart from me, you workers of evil. I never knew you. We want you to say, we want you to embrace us. So help us get in a right relationship with you. Help us take our relationship with you serious, just as we would and should Take a relationship with a spouse or a relationship with our parents or with our children. We should take those relationships serious. So we should take our relationship with you even more serious. You, the creator of all things. I ask that you bless every listener, Lord, as they go about their day. May this word sink into their heart and um, do a cha- work a change in their heart. And I just ask that you comfort them, Lord, any who are discomforted. Bring peace to any who have anxiety, that they know that you are in control and you take care of the lilies of the field and the birds of the sky. They don't worry. They go about their lives and they're taken care of. How much more will you take care of your children, Lord, humans who were, who were made in your image, So I just thank you for your provision and for taking care of everybody who's listening to this reading. May they believe it and receive it. And may no devil in hell steal this joy and steal this truth from their hearts. In the name of Jesus, I thank you and love you. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great day.